Hey Ryan, I'm thinking of starting another podcast. Yeah, and what about? How to sell black market toenail clippings. It's going to be a hit. Why would... Never mind, never mind. I don't know who would listen to that, but more power to you. Only issue I'm having is uh, where to host it. I've tried different places. I've checked out uh, different hosting sites. All of the hosting sites cost money. And the few free ones that don't, they don't give you anything like listener views or geolocation, like where they're listening from. And on top of all that, I still need to make my own website. You do know with Fire Talk Radio, where our show's hosted at, we use Anchor.fm, right? Huh? It's great. It's free. You can see how many downloads each episode has, where people are listening from. That's Anchor.fm. That's right. You sent that to me. Well, do I still need to create my own website to uh, get it to, like, Apple and Stitcher? No, Anchor does that all for you. When you sign up with your email, it gives you everything you need to host your own show and podcast. It gives you the website. It gives you the RSS feed. It allows you to attach it to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all the other ones. Thanks, man. That makes things a ton easier. Now, can you take a look at this rash? I'm worried I have monkeypox. Uh, no, that's all you, man. That's a personal problem. So, what was that website again? Man, you got a, such a short attention span. I'll it's Anchor.fm. Either go on your phone, your tablet, or your computer. I'll just send you the link as a backup again. But check out Anchor.fm. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to. Uh Air Fire Talk Radio, flight number 30. I am your captain speaking. Uh, it's going to be a long flight today. We've got to kind of go around Siberia towards Alaska and, I don't know, maybe stop in Cleveland. I'm going to try to avoid that, though. Uh, we've got uh, uh, just a, a quick note from the uh, the entertainment staff. Uh, please uh, stay off of Channel 5. I have no idea how that got on there. I can assure you, though, that uh, both the woman and the horse are okay at the end. Uh, the uh, cab- the uh, cabin staff will be going around and performing uh, complimentary cavity searches. Uh, uh, what? I'm sorry, complimentary cabin service, uh, and of course, uh, the uh, the requisite uh, quantities of fresca and uh, canned peanuts. Uh, please uh, sit back, enjoy, uh, ignore the uh, the loud bumping coming from the passenger area, uh, the uh, the cargo area under your feet, and uh, enjoy your flight. Wow, that music was really loud in my headphones. Are you Sorry, what was that? I couldn't hear you. The music was really loud in my headphones. Yeah, 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 yeah. The music, it was loud in my headphones. It happened. <laughs> For once, we have uh, Ryan speechless. Uh, 
I lost myself on Sean's uh, introduction to the show. That was uh, that was uh, mind-numbingly funny. I will give you that. You're disappointed you're not getting a cavity search, aren't you? I don't want a cavity search, thank you. Oh, come on. I'm, They're I'm so coming, fun. I'm coming around to 40, and I already know that's going to eventually happen shortly, so let's <laughs> let's not. Uh, um, did I ever tell you uh, when I got detained uh, by uh, TSA in Amsterdam? Uh, or, no it wasn't tsa it was... that ends with and 15 yards of grease chain and <laughs> no so i have a feeling oh he put the glove on and it went all the way to his elbow <laughs> no there was no there was no searching um but uh no it was uh so between my sophomore or freshman and sophomore year of college i went backpacking through europe for most of the summer, like two months. So most of the summer. And this was in 2002. So right after 9-11. And so we flew into uh, France and then backpacked through Europe. We went to France, Germany, Poland, Netherlands, into Russia, back into Poland, down. And we went all over. And... um. Our flight was to uh, fly out of Amsterdam. Well, when we landed, there was four of us in our party, but not all of us could stay the whole time. When we came back, there was only two of us left. And we got to Amsterdam early. And so... uh, we ended up, because uh, we had no place to stay that night, we didn't want to stay in any more hostels. We were kind of out of money at this point. So we went straight to the airport and uh, checked in and uh, went through uh, uh, security and everything to uh, stay at the airport overnight because our plane left at, like, I don't know, early in the morning sometime. Um, by the way, the plane that was supposed to leave ended up staying on the tarmac for seven hours. That's never fun. Counting a 12-hour flight. That's a no bueno. That's a no bueno move. Yeah. Uh, because it had uh, malfunction issues, they said. We don't know. But during this that never time, happens to I mean, me, baby. I mean, at least they caught the malfunction before it took off. That'd be sucky in mid-flight. They'd be like, oh, yeah. um, engine's on fire. So... We get to, uh, we go through security check and me and, uh, the person I'm with, we get called to the side for secondary security check and they take us into a room separately, separate rooms. Yeah. And I couldn't not be a smart ass. So we could have been out of there really fast. But you ask me stupid questions, I give stupid answers. Play stupid games, play win stupid prizes. That's and funny. so um, they questioned us why we landed with four and why did such and such person leave early? Why did another person leave? Uh, why we were in Russia for one day? I'm like, because, you know... How much is there to see in Russia? It's just a bunch of land. I mean, um, 
why we went back, why we circled back around to the same places, why, like, they were, they were asking all this stuff, trying to figure out if we were smuggling, if we were terrorists, if we were smuggling terrorists, smuggling terrorists. Um, I don't remember what was asked, but I said something about, uh, you know, no, nothing's uh, inside of me. I've got too tight of an ass to be able to hide something up there. Oh, God. Um, all, I, all I hear is please bend over and please spread them. <laughs> you um, put the pro in anal probe. <laughs> they, took an, they took an x-ray of me. They didn't, like, anal probe me or anything. They just took, like, like a doctor's x-ray. They took, they took a picture of your bunghole. <laughs> they they like took a hey. abdomen picture. Um, so, so how's your they, butthole? <laughs> wider now. Um, <laughs> but uh, so for like six and a half hours, we were, you know, they were asking me because the girl I was with, what's my relationship with her? She's a a friend of mine. Um, actually, she's my friend's older sister who we hated each other by the end of the trip. Um. Usually ends up happening that way. Yeah. Um, so, you know, what's my relationship with her? How long I've known her? Uh, what's her middle name? Like, how the hell do I know her middle name? She doesn't know mine. I still haven't figured out yours. Um, asked me if I was getting smart with him. I told him, well, I, you know, not that smart to begin with. So I'm not sure how that can happen. Uh Yep. Then we get back to the States and of course get flagged again. They go through all of our luggage again. <laughs> That's was... okay. As, as silly as he was, I have a better story with airport oh, security. Boy. My story was better about 20 years ago. I just I forgot I most I of it. No, no, no. This, this, this happened 10 years later, but oh my God, it's the same. We'll call it security theater. So yeah, Ginger yeah. and I got married in you know, like 2011, and we're flying down to Disney World. Yeah, we're going to Disney World. And, uh, you know, being the romantic, when I filled out the airline reservations, I'm like, oh, Sean and Ginger Woods. Forgetting, of course, that it takes six to eight weeks in the blood of a unicorn for all the paperwork to go through to legally change Ginger's name. So we get to yes. Dallas, and they're like, they look at her driver's license. They look at the flight reservation. They're like, the last name doesn't match. We managed to bluff our way through, and, you know, we've got the Just Married t-shirts on. Of course, you know, I, I, I didn't have a copy of the wedding license because that's getting filed and, you know, being passed over and you, you whatever. You just fucked everything up, didn't you, Sean? Yeah, I, ju I, I just effed everything up. So so we, <laughs> we, 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 we managed to get through the first the first stockade. We, we, we got through it. We got on the plane, got down, had a great honeymoon, coming back. I'm like, okay, let me just just hold this off. I'm just going to go over the reservation desk and just change the name on the reservation. Oh, no. <laughs> there was latex gloves involved by the end of it. Ginger was in, like, the little mime box in the center of the thing, getting worked over, prodded everything i mean i i felt about like this tall 
<laughs> oh, I, uh, I'm sure. Because I'm watching all this going on. Like, you know, if this was like the Middle Ages, I'd be like going after them with a sword. You are defiling my bride. <laughs> but uh, wow. oh, I do, I do remember them uh, asking the obligatory, uh, "Did you pack your uh, luggage yourself? Your bags yourself?" And uh, my version of uh, a George Carlin joke jumped into my head. I didn't say it as oh. good as him, and uh, my version of it was, no, I was really lazy, so I just threw everything out the window and let the people walking by uh, on the street pack it for me. How'd that work They out weren't amused. You? They never laughed at any of that. Uh, I know. I, it's I just humor's lost on them. I know. Because yeah. I think it was surgically removed. So. Um, it had to be. And then uh, I was... Uh, um, 20 years old, and uh, I was already a police officer at that time because uh, you can legally be 18, but usually most people are 21 because you have to be 21 to uh, carry the firearm without being in uniform. So I had to leave my firearm at the station and pick it up and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So um, when they looked me up and everything and I told them and they didn't believe me, they thought I was impersonating someone else. Or oh, George Carlin at that point. Or, well, that time I was impersonating George Carlin. Really poorly, by the way. Like, so bad. So bad impersonation. But, yeah, yeah, that was that was fun. Jesus, you two. Make me feel like I'm a saint. I've never had an issue at an airport. Well, you've just... Never had fun at airports then. True, true, but don't know. I usually don't even go to airports. I I'm the kind of that likes the drive. Um, not anymore. Well, wonder what uh, airline tickets are right now. I don't even want to. If talk gas about prices it. are this high, I'm sure airline tickets went up. Most likely, but let's get into some information here. So this is Fire Talk Radio episode thirty. Um. It's just me, Sean, and Jason this evening. Andy is stuck somewhere in numbers. Um, if you ever want to leave us an email, it is firetalknetwork at gmail.com. If you want to leave us a voicemail about any of our topics, it is 814-380-9820. And we are on almost every streaming service, so find us, listen to us, comment. Um, and even though we are a pre-recorded show, we are live on YouTube currently um so come check us out um and music is always brought to you by psycho stick who i went got a i went and got a haircut friday uh i had an interview today for a new job the guy was playing psycho stick no in way the, in the uh in the barbershop and i was like hey i know those guys he goes really and i said yeah that's psycho stick and uh they're like, oh, they love their. They were talking about how they love the rendition of uh, Danger Zone. I said, yeah, all right, you got to obey the beard. Do you want a taco? Um, Bruce Campbell. Uh, and then we use the song Numbers for the radio show. He goes, that's awesome. Yeah, radio show. Holy a small shit. plug. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go what? Oh, uh, keep going. I'll, I'll post oh. it when you're done. I'll... <laughs> um, 
so dude ended up giving us like a small discount like he, he knocked like ten dollars off my bill which then i turned around and put that money back on as his tip in the end but overall i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna i have to say i'm gonna have to come back and check out his barber shop again oh we got airline tickets huh well, I chose a city that's close to each other. So I chose Flint, Michigan to Detroit, which is like a, it says here it's a three hour flight or a six hour flight. It's like a two hour drive. Yeah. Ew. But look at the $900, $1,000. That's because you're, you're, you're flying those tiny little commuter planes and you're practically chartering the flight. Now, if you did like midway to Dulles, uh okay so let's do no don't go to dulles go to reagan reagan's a better airport yeah but reagan's you, you you're stuck on the again the commuter lines because the the runways are so short the only thing that no, gets in and out there's a 737 let's do let's do detroit because i know that one yeah, so so flying into reagan instantly adds 100 200 bucks to your ticket regardless of what you're doing because you, mm. they're, they're stuck with the 737s uh, or the little air buses yeah. w dulles to dulles what D-A-W, uh, I-A-D. Uh, it's What's in that? Virginia. Yeah, Virginia. No, no. The, okay. the, oh, it's in Virginia. The The airport code is I-A-D. Okay. Uh, Virginia, W, Virginia. There it is. I-A-D. C-H-O-P, Norfolk International. Oh, they, this one must not go out of Dulles. This is American, so I just went with uh, the top of Google. Um, let's How go Norfolk. Go to Norfolk. Oh, I yeah. know. Let's go to a big one. Let's let's go to Georgia and Atlanta. Yeah, that's a that's a big hub for everyone. Uh, A B C D E F G. No, fucking O'Hare is a big one. I hate that airport. Now, Atlanta's just the third, ninth ring of hell. It's like every flight seems to go through there. <laughs> yeah, every I'm flight trying to go from... to Atlanta. Well, you got to go through Atlanta first. Ah, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Fly from Oregon to Michigan, and you have to go down to Atlanta first. Um, Let's go further out. Rather than next week, we'll go April 26th, and we'll return May 3rd. Yeah, but we got to spend a day in Russia first. Yes. Sure. <laughs> you know why we spent a day in Russia? Because they would only give us a one day. Actually, that's not bad. 234 for a round trip. Well, I mean, you figure they've been stockpiling this fuel since Hector was a pup. So they've already paid for the gas for the next year and a half. Yeah, I know in the... 2008 when we had when the gas prices jumped then and we had to fly back from uh oregon to uh michigan the first one that we took wasn't that bad the second one that we took like six months later it jumped up like six hundred dollars yeah a ticket but so far get yeah plane tickets aren't bad so we'll keep an eye on plane tickets well, the other thing is that the cost of actually your ass in the seat and the gas in the tank has nothing to do with the price you're paying on the ticket for the airline. The 
the ticket price is the most of the thing they can extract out of you, given that you given your your intended purpose for for flying, and or are you flying on your own dime or somebody else's? It also uh, I remember had to do with uh, um, how many people they could pack onto the plane. There's this is elaborate yeah. strategy that they use to so, maximize the amount of price they're going to get out of the ticket. I feel I feel I feel bad for when they overbook a plane. They're like, oh yeah, we accidentally overbooked it. You how can There's you no accidentally, accidentally no, they, overbook a plane? They overbook every plane, assuming that a certain percentage are not going to show up. Um, well, that certain airlines they do show certain up. Airlines overbook. Yeah, that happened to me with, what was it? Southwest, I think it was. Northwest. One of the West. Um, And it actually was awesome for me because um, I got a free plane trip on my next trip. Because they wouldn't give me a refund for that trip, taking a later flight. So Kelly went back on a separate flight than me. Um, But on the next flight that we went back, I got a free trip. Yeah, back when it was like nuts in the early noughties, I kept thinking it'd be great to just book a vacation and just get bumped and get that free hotel wherever you ended up. And then you get bumped and bumped and bumped and bumped. But uh, I never got around to it. I feel like I've missed something. I mean, it's not as bad today. I don't, I don't think you missed There's anything. There's laws up against what they used to do back in the early noughties today. <laughs> <laughs> well, and they didn't even uh, like tell you when... We did it. Uh, this was at uh, Portland Airport. They didn't even tell you, like, oh, yeah, you're not on this flight anymore. They basically said, hey, we overbooked. Uh, you know, we need so many volunteers that can take a later flight, and uh, you'll get a free ticket uh, on a later date. Mm-hmm. And I told Kelly, I'm like, are you okay flying alone? Because we fly back uh, to Michigan quite often, at least two or three times a year, so... This will save us like, you know, seven hundred dollars. Yeah. So it was cool. I I think I got there like two hours after her because mine was a direct flight and hers had to go through Atlanta. So, so she went down to Atlanta. I was a direct flight. So mine took like all of like, uh, six hours and hers took like nine, but because she left before me, she only got there like a couple hours before me and just stuck around. Good timing. Yeah. Yeah. So that was before Chase was born. If, if we had our son with us, I don't think we would have done it. Probably not. So, all right. So let's get into this. So, what do we want to talk about first? On the docket, um, talked a little bit about the gas issues. Um, companies leaving Russia. Uh, the U.S. government is trying to be, create a digital currency. Uh, let's talk about the currency. That's a weird one to me. Yeah, we can do the digital currency first. Yeah. I think I think we, I think we all have something to talk about with that in some way, shape. I could never get into like 
crypto money because I always feel like I want it it ups and downs so well, much. And then that, two, I think it could be stolen easier. It's so the the thing with the ups and downs is until it gets more like when it comes to like uh Bitcoin or some of the other big ones, until it gets adopted more, it's going to fluctuate a lot right now. I have to tell you something about Bitcoin. That'd be great. I, I, I know nothing about Bitcoin. Ethereum. I've always been curious. So, Ethereum. Thank you. That's the other one I was thinking yeah, of. There we go. So, so what people don't realize is from a technical standpoint, they started off as a giant con. The first few, so they work by having a cryptograph. So, so you've heard of crypto mining? Yes. All right. What they're doing is they're searching for factors that solve an equation. And only yeah. certain magical ingredients do it, and it's very hard to predict where those numbers are going to be, and so you kind of have to brute force it. And when you get a one of those mystical tokens and you register it, you have a Bitcoin, which is one of these magic numbers. And the first person to find it and discover it and register it has control of that Bitcoin. And a bunch of the other cryptos work along that same principle. If you've ever seen sneakers, same thing. Yeah. I love sneakers. Sneakers was great. Not real, but great. Actually, <laughs> it wasn't that far off. There was a little bit of 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 of, of whatever. Better have you. than hackers. Uh, that's not saying much. <laughs> <laughs> my son so, watched. Sorry, my son watched hackers for the first time, and he's like, "Is oh this God. really what hacking's like?" No. No. Right. No. <laughs> Well, getting back to it, so because there's only a finite number of these Bitcoins out there, they are, they have a system of accounting so that you can kind of sell it off in chunks. And who's yeah. controlling which chunk is managed by something called the blockchain. And so what okay. the blockchain essentially is, it's like, uh, you know, you pick up a museum piece and they've got the provenance of, oh, yes, Benjamin Franklin bought it and then his daughter spilled grape juice on it and it was given away to so and so and it sat in a garage. Right? Yeah, just the, 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 the chain nice of custody. little ledger of it. Okay. So the person who, you know, finds the Bitcoin starts a new blockchain and the Bitcoin can be divided up eight ways for Sunday as it goes through its little, you know, so it's like going back to the old gold days and cutting it up into pieces of eight and giving a person an eighth. Well, except that you coin. never get the eighth. What you get is a receipt from the bank saying that they have the eighth because it's a number. It's a it's a it's a concept. Right now, what a lot of people don't realize, though, is that the people who developed the math for Bitcoin were engineering a scam. The first few blocks were super easy to find. Because that was the distribution system. You know, the, the way that the numbers stacked up, essentially all the really easy-to-find numbers were in one easy-to-find block. So if you got in early, it was really super easy to get yourself 9, 10, 100 blocks. But as the number space opens up, the, you know, the, the, the solutions are getting rarer and rarer and rarer and rarer, requiring more and more and more calculations to find and prove them, that 
it, it's it, it's it's a bit shady. <laughs> it's very well, very shady. I've been. Yeah, I've I, been have, seeing, I have. I uh, have some. Uh, I have. I have some Bitcoin. Um, and when I say some, I mean like point zero zero six percent or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, like not much. We're we're talking in the hundreds of dollars. Not. I have one Bitcoin that's worth fifty six thousand dollars. Um, but. I wish I had that. My, I'd get out of debt. My understanding <laughs> of it now, though, is because because of the blockchain and because it's when it comes to Bitcoin and Ethereum, uh, because it's essentially finite now. The the total Bitcoin is a finite resource now, kind of like how gold was. Even though you and can I still mine that. for gold, you can get, but it's finite. Um. It, uh, it can't be manipulated as easily by things like the banking system, the feds, stuff like that. Or if I wanted to give it to you, there's not an intermediate that can say, no, you can't transfer it over. That's not how it works at all. <laughs> so you have to. So, so first off, remember I said there was the blockchain? Yeah. Well, yes. there's actually one of a finite number of entities that can manipulate the blockchain because all changes to the blockchain need to go out into the world. But so, aren't there multiple people that verify that blockchain? Isn't that the point of these? the blockchain. They don't verify the blockchain. Just like... You can have sites that mirror the New York Times, but the only way you really know is if you go back and check the original. And so there have been several cases where copies of the blockchain have been manipulated slightly. And let's just say that a few people's Bitcoins ended up in somebody else's pocket because – the copies that that person made reflect what they want the picture of the world to be. And because it's everybody's making copies and comparing everybody's copies against something, yes, it's very hard to introduce an error or not have it detected. But once you do have copies that have diverged, you really can't point back to the authoritative source on, well, who made this change and why. You just simply see an annotation on this Bitcoin that came out of this pocket, went to this pocket. Seems too goddamn confusing and easy to steal shit. Um, And that's exactly what it is. (laughs) Well, now take that to the Fed coin or what is a what are they calling it? They're not. They're just calling it a a U.S. digital currency. Yeah, U.S. digital currency, but. Kind of the colloquialism is the Fed coin. Yeah. Now, um, now, there's a couple of advantages that the Feds would have over a community when it comes to issuing. So, like the the federal government wouldn't be limited to these weird prime whatever have yous because they could just simply start at serial number one and go to infinity because what they would have is an issuing authority. That would say, okay, I have issued this 
fed script to this person. And because they would also be their own blockchain, they would basically use the same technology or something similar, but they would have, you know, a trillion dollars in circulation or a trillion fed script in, in circulation. Yeah. And they would just use the same technology to figure out who owns which of the fed script. And it would be great My... for uh, tracing money laundering like they've been doing with the other bit currencies. My question with, uh, yeah, that's, that's the thing with uh, Bitcoin is initially it was used. I think it's still probably used on the dark web because everyone thought it can't be traced. Well, now they're finding out, oh, it's traceable. It's, um, it's, it's, it's very nature makes it traceable because every transaction is yeah. in the blockchain. You can <laughs> yeah. hide behind like, you know, eight proxies. But if the feds know you had your hands in that cookie jar, it's really easy to see everything you bought and sold. Or even right. just you may not know who the entity is, but you certainly know where the money came from and where it's going and where to it went. and establish okay. the patterns. The uh, the issue that I have with the FedCoin, I'm calling it just to make things easy, um, is it's really no different than our normal fiat money, which is based on what the Federal Reserve wants. We want to put out more money, we print more money. We want to bring in money, we raise interest, we bring it in. It There's nothing backing it so that's well, no 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 it's not that there's nothing backing it it's just feel goods backing it well yeah i mean the faith and credit our of money the american is, people right the the faith and credit well doesn't take much to ruin the faith and credit of a country or for somebody to get into the fed as the chairman of the fed or you know the administration that, uh, you know, administration that says, hey, we want to flood the market. Mm. And wouldn't that somewhat be walking into the patterns of what China is doing with their social um, credit system? Like like your social score, in a sense? Well, that's a different I, creature. That's not, yeah, you I can't don't, buy and sell okay. with your social currency. That's more like it's our more, credit score, which is actually... Yeah, oh, no, I'm just asking, the, see, I'm just asking the question. <laughs> I, I, I what, that's yeah, what that's I'm, all I'm asking is because yeah, I, I, I saw it, was curious, I was like... What, what I'm saying hand is... In hand in some way, shape, or form. More like, uh, kind of like uh, Venezuela or... Um, the Weimar Republic or Zimbabwe yeah. that ruined their uh, economy because they printed so much money. And and to take the opposite approach, then you also have the uh, the Hoover administration who also ruined our economy by not having enough money in circulation because they were stuck on the gold standard. I think we should go back to the gold. Standard. Yeah. Well, um, you see, well, I, I don't know how much serious economics you guys want to get into, and I don't want to pretend to be an <laughs> economist, but there are many arguments to be made for why a fiat currency is needed in a world that has many, many millions and billions more people 
than what a gold standard was designed to accomplish. Because a gold yeah. standard, there's only so much gold, which right. means that yeah. the value of gold, your 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 economic, okay. So so money is not worth anything in anybody's pocket. No, Correct. no, it's money not even worth the paper that is printed on. And gold is not worth anything in a bank vault. Currency is not worth anything in inventory. What makes economies work is the exchange of money, the exchange of goods, the exchange of goodwill. Right, right. It comes down to the agreement of I give you this, you give me that. We can, if the... uh, you know, the world basically went into uh, the walking dead land tomorrow and the money means nothing. Then what's going to basically become money, in my opinion, is going to basically be like people's vices, uh, alcohol, cigarettes, uh, you know, barter system, barter system. Look at what's valuable in prisons, uh, stuff like that. <laughs> um, so how much of how much of a history of currency do you guys have under your belts? Well, I mean, I've taken economics classes. I read up on it. I, you yeah, know. I, so what do you I've think? i got the, like the basics. So what do you think the first currency actually was? Uh, I want to say, if I remember correctly, it was in uh, the Middle East. I want to say like uh, 800 BC or something like that. Go Go back. So I don't remember the year, so, but I know it was. So exchanging goods on a on a on a handshake and a wink, it goes back to the origin of writing on clay tablets. And in fact, actually, the clay tablets were a shortcut. They used to exchange little clay figurines, just simply because carrying an ass load of wheat everywhere you went, or right. a shekel of silver everywhere you went, was a, was a bit much. And so they're well, like, okay. I know you're good for it. I can certain see the places use clams. Certain places, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a representation, right? So of this what the, you're going to do. So this conceptual representation as a means of facilitating economic transaction predates writing, and that's all a dollar is is a representation that we all agree on, and all but the gold thing is- does is limit. How much of that is in circulation, which works great for the nobility. It works great for the rich, but it really sucks if you do not have enough little gold dust bits in circulation for people to buy milk or eggs or hire a babysitter. (laughs) And that's why fiat currencies came about. Well, but again, when you're talking about fiat currencies, it can go the other way and it has gone the other way. Where inflation has, I mean, look at right now, our inflation is already at, what, 7.5% in the last year? So when you're talking about uh, taking a cryptocurrency where I agree with you, whether it's Bitcoin or me and you come up with some other cryptocurrency or some other form of uh, currency between us, that people agree on and say, this is what we're agreeing on, you know, and I'm going to exchange it with you or a fiat currency where the people at the top of government 
can say, hey, we're going to print, or in this case, digitally print, which is basically what they've been doing anyway, because most of our currency in the United States isn't even tangible. Most of it's digital anyway. So adding a cryptocurrency to our digital currency anyway doesn't make sense to me. But um, by doing that, you're not changing the system where Bitcoin in that changed the system was that if I wanted to give Ryan money, I have to send Ryan money. I can either run, drive down to his house and give him cash, which again is fiat, or I take it through my bank in some form of it or another, either through my debit card, my credit card or something, wire it to him. It goes into his bank through his bank. It goes through and gets into his account and having a fed coin is just that same process. Well, it's like sending him something over PayPal, only not having to use your credit card or PayPal. Right. But it's if I, do, but with, uh, um, when it comes to Bitcoin, uh, or another type of cryptocurrency, use these, uh, uh, the truckers in Canada as an example, when the banks froze the assets of the people that were involved. In fact, they froze the banks of a person that, uh, donated $50. There's a story of a woman that got her bank frozen. Uh, that so was, yeah, but, but I remember that also getting walked back like immediately. Yeah, no, a lot of the, of that story. That that yeah. one didn't. That one uh, with didn't get walked back for a while. The, the if it did the at all, I haven't heard. Didn't, of... but the truckers got walked back the like the same day. The judge came out and said no, that they can't do that. But the so fact it, that they did she, it, the lady may have fallen through the crack, so she probably didn't get it right away. But she would eventually have gotten her money back. Right away, or, not that money. Her bank was or, frozen. Oh. Her bank account was frozen. She wasn't able to buy groceries. Yeah, then that that that's that that's just a and that's an the error. problem, and that's where Bitcoin and other type of cryptocurrency comes in. Because if I want to donate to a cause, I can say, Yeah, I'm donating directly to your cause. I don't have to go through my bank and uh have them say, Oh, we're freezing this account or we're we're doing this. I can say I'm giving you, even though I can't drive down and hand you, yeah, you know, money, you know, physical money or physical gold or physical something, I can still send it to you digitally. Now, when you get the Fed coin in there, you're still playing with the same people as you would be if you were to send it over PayPal or over uh, just a wire transfer. So I don't see... I don't see the reason in having that because it's the same manipulation of a fiat currency controlled by the government, by the Fed, and uh, still having the same uh, hurdles that you would have with any other type of uh, electronic transaction. Well, what, what I'm seeing is that they're probably trying to create a way for people who couldn't otherwise get a credit card to participate in the digital marketplace. Because right now, there's a very large population of people who do not have a bank account, who do not have a credit card. 
and have no way of ordering things online. And if anything, this pandemic has shown, it's really nice to be able to grab stuff on Amazon. And I, how how would this do that, though? Well, simple. It's a because it's a federal program run by the federal banks. If you have real American dollars, you can take your real American dollars to, say, the post office and charge up your Fed script or whatever it is. And but you can behold, go down to Walmart with cash and get uh, prepaid, uh, get prepaid. Yeah, get prepaid. Uh, yes, but there's bank fees on that. And you you still have the problem of it's not the federal government guaranteeing that it's the banks. And also, how many Walmarts are in Harlem? How many Walmarts are in Walmarts Detroit? Are everywhere. No, huh. they're not in the big cities. The problem is. I don't know. The, I've been to Detroit. There's a lot of Walmarts. In, in downtown Detroit? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe I. But There's, definitely not in downtown New York. Got one at one, uh, and I got one on South Harlem. Okay. Um, there's <laughs> dollar stores. My ten-year-old son goes down to the dollar store, uh, Dollar General, and gets uh, prepaid so Visa cards. But yet, it's outside the New York City grid due to they're trying to stay away from all the small stores. So it is in Harlem, but it's outside New York City's grid. And so, can you take can you take the subway there? Probably not. So I, again, <laughs> I, I'm talking about if you if you live in an urban center, big box stores are usually not a thing unless you own a car. And again, I'm talking about people who yeah. can't even you don't even make enough to hold a bank account or have a credit card. So I, th- that's where I think they're going with it is a kind of like right now you can get mail orders and uh, money orders at the yeah. at, at the post office this is just kind of like okay we'll be able to offer the digital equivalent of a money order and it's I, backed by the feds so i don't think it's i i don't think it's needed i think it's uh got the same problems especially being backed by the feds i don't trust the fed i i don't I think the Fed is uh, manipulated too much. They're manipulating our economy too much. They're um, right now they're uh, you know looking at raising interest rates because they thought, oh, uh, we the uh, um, uh, inflation was only going to be uh, transitory for a couple months, and they were wrong. Uh, you know, so you know, you know, them having is... more stuff that they can print. I don't, I don't see that as a good thing. You know, this week was the fir- when they first announced that it was we were going to go on two. It was two weeks to stop this to to uh, change the to hold the spread. Stop two the years spread. later, yeah. So I mean, I, I also it, want to point is... out. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, you know. To, to, to complain that the Fed is raising interest rates at the same time we are complaining about inflation is like complaining about how I got wet because the fire department had to spray me with a hose because I was on fire. That's, that's how the Fed manipulates, but that's, that's their, their break for inflation is to raise interest rates and slow down the rate at which money's churning. That's exactly no, – 
the circuit breaker that they're using <laughs> to to pull money back into them and basically destroy it and get it out of circulation basically that's that's what it is and we're going to see unemployment skyrocket if they go through with it i i mean they've said they will they haven't done it yet might yeah but the no. thing is is i I, I think, uh, you know, just having another vehicle for them, they don't need another vehicle. I'd much rather see more cryptocurrencies. I'd much rather see more um, ways of getting around the Fed than actually uh, depend on the Fed. That's that's your yeah. right and opinion. Heaven help us. This is a free country, and I don't agree with you, but I back you 100% on what you feel. <laughs> I'm waiting for Ryan to say something, and Ryan's like looking down like he's falling asleep. No, 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 no. I was reading. Something came up on my phone. I was reading. My apologies. That's right. I wasn't falling asleep. I was just reading. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, now, for my part, I view that it's the government's job to come in and do perform vital services that the industry either has a natural monopoly on or has no interest in economically running. So things like currency are very terrible if you don't have somebody with at least, you know, the the cachet of the federal government operating or central government or whatever government. I mean, we, we had a point in our history where all 13 states printed their own currencies and oh God. it was so terrible. They all came back together again and decided mm -hmm. let's make a, a strong federal government. This was, mm -hmm. th th this was, you know, the same guys who like rebelled against England they had so much fun doing their own thing that they made the Constitution almost immediately after founding the country. I'm yeah, but they, they did there. it so it wasn't just like one hierarchy. I mean, they did it with the checks and balances systems, which is that makes, I mean, the constitutional republic of our country so much different than the traditional monarchs and traditional democratic countries. It's, it's, it makes it to where a lot of people want to see it succeed, but a lot of people are like, well, let's see how this goes now. The fact that the United States is marked, and that this is where it's going to be weird, has made it past the 245 years. Because every great empire usually crumbles by 245. Look at Rome. Look at Great Britain. Look at... Uh, some of the other ones in the Middle East. They've all, look at Egypt. Usually they make it around the 245 and they crumble. The fact that the United States is still here and we're still trying to still make it work and not change and adapting a new program has to say something that somewhere that we're, we're trying to make it work. Well, <laughs> I, I, would, I would actually say that it's not the problem... It, 
the, the, the genius is not that the United States has remained unchanged in 245 years. It's that we have this idea that, oh, this didn't work. Let's throw it out. And instead of having to stage a bloody revolution, we have either an election or a constitutional convention to fix the right. problem. No, and I agree with that. The The whole point of the Constitution isn't that, and it was never meant to stay exactly how it was. And I think it was Hamilton that said that uh, the Constitution was written so that it can be amended and changed as faults are being found. Um, there's certain parts I don't think that should be changed, but obviously everyone in grade school learns about the Bill of Rights. That was the first change that was made to it. And that was what, 10 years later? Less than that, I think? Uh, it was written at the same time. Written on Capitol Hill. I thought God, it was, uh, I I thought it was a couple, couple years. I thought it was later. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's just the process of passing it and going through the motions. But the Bill of okay. Rights was written at the same time as the Constitution. The idea yes. is that they didn't know if everything they had baked into the Bill of Rights was going to be like canon. So they're like, okay, let's just make those the first addendums so right. that – if we need to tweak it later, like, you know, back then, owning somebody was a thing. We don't have that anymore. That was yeah. an addition. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're Right, right. Service. And that was a change to the Constitution. Yeah. So it didn't, it, it doesn't stay exactly um, where it I think. Kind of added on. But what I think, uh, where I think Ryan was trying to say is that it's, because of uh, the way that our constitution was written, you can't just have somebody at the top saying, okay, I'm going to throw everything out and we're doing it my way now. Agreed. That was the fear everyone yeah. had of Trump and it didn't happen. That's the fear everyone has of Biden right now. And thankfully oh. for a lot of it, it's not happening because he's getting challenged and losing in court. So. I mean, um, speaking of that, how about we move on to, uh, Biden's tr policy tracker, promise tracker that political fact just put out a few days ago. That was that was funny to 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 see just to see what all that he has promised to work on um, so far. He's nominated the first woman, black woman for the U.S. Supreme Court. Because, okay. you know, I always make sure I choose hey. my employees based on skin color. Uh, I see. I wish he had just said, "I want to nominate a woman for for the Supreme Court," and then done. How about his own I just? Focus. I'm just going to nominate who I think is the best, and he could have still picked the same person. But yeah, not make just like he was going to nominate inclusive. the first the first black woman for uh, vice president. Like he announced that before he even picked Kamala. Yeah. Uh, he established a new fuel economic standard. Uh, worked with allies to develop secure private sector and 5G networks that seem to I on the speculation of roasting people, I guess. Um, I, I would have to look up what that even means. <laughs> I worked with allies. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so, like, so the idea it. with that is it's almost like the rural electrification project with Roosevelt. I think they're, it's because they're trying to expand 5G, into the... Yeah, out to the, out to the sticks. 
Yeah. Oh, be nice if they got it out in northern Michigan some more. That would be well. Actually, five G would be terrible out in the sticks because it's designed for concentrated population centers, and (laughs) it, it has no range. That's the it, that's the, the joke. You need yeah. three. <laughs> that's well, and the thing is, uh, what we have where I'm at because I have five G at my house, and it's slow five G. It's faster than what I had, but it's basically like four G, but a little bit faster. But it's not like when I go into Detroit or Chicago, where it's true five G. But they're all narrow band 5G. What we have is wideband 5G, where it spreads it out more. So you're not getting, because uh, it's a wider band and not as narrow of a band, you're not getting as uh, uh, fast um, uh, handshakes back and forth. I'm oh. trying to I'm trying to say it so that uh, like people listening that don't understand no. um, radio no. waves. <laughs> people need to remember is that the reason why 5g is a thing is do you remember we used to have analog television oh yes so those giant bandways with giant channels that only were good for short range well they kind of horked them all up and sold them for a song to the telecom companies and so yep. The, all I was the, working in television when they did that. I remember those sales. Yeah. So yeah. next on his list is uh, direct federal resources to prevent violence against transgender women. Um, to use the Defense Production Act to produce more PPE. Um, resume ties with the Palestinian authoritarian authority. Yeah. Palestinian authority. Do I have to look at the same so, list? I don't know. I'm, so, I clicked right on, if you click on the promise, the 17. It just yeah, I'm going down. It's like a, it's a bunch of uh, yeah. uh, squares. Yeah, um, that's what I, what I got. I'm looking so, at Safari, so. Yeah. In my view, um, the Palestinian Authority are terrorists, and we shouldn't have ties with them at all, but that's me. Well, so, I no. See, the Palestinian Authority is the local government in Palestine. Yes, there are a few members of the PLO that have been elected, but that's like saying the federal government is the same as the Oath Keepers. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is uh, the Palestinian authorities are the ones that, I mean, to put it. Bluntly, you can be Palestinian and live in Israel and be perfectly fine. But if you're Jewish and live in Palestine, you're getting arrested. I don't think you're quite savvy with uh, Israeli politics because it kind of sucks to to be a non-Jewish resident of Israel, especially if you've got relatives outside of Israel. How how many people live in Israel that are not Jewish? Would you say? A uh, good many of them, actually, because yeah, they were kind of there at the beginning. So, how many de- Jewish do you think live in Palestine? Quite a few, because they keep moving in. <laughs> so, roughly, 
25 plus percent Palestinians live in Israel, in Israel controlled area. Less than 2% of Jewish and Christian live in Palestine. Okay. I I am not familiar with the population I, demographics. I am yeah, just... I read up, I follow that area. Right. I am I completely agree with Israel. Um I I think what they're doing is amazing over in that area and what they have to deal with coming from the bombings and the uh attacks from uh the surrounding nations, especially the Palestinians. Yeah. All right. Now we got increased COVID-19 testing, which I would say that would be helpful with the warp speed effect from the previous administration. Um, we have the rejoin the Paris climate agreement, which I honestly think that is a, a terrible idea. It's a um, nothing agreement. Created so a bipartisan a... commission to consider reforming the Supreme Court. That needs to be left alone. It should stay at nine and left alone at nine. I think um, nine is a good number. Leave it there. Um, you know, no reason to change it. Um, the one thing that uh, um, I think a small minority of uh, Republicans will agree with is having term limits for the judges. But I also remember uh, in some of my law classes that the main reason that they don't have term limits, that they have lifetime limits, is so that there is no political influence whatsoever on the judges once they're in office. I doubt that's the case. I'm sure they all have political influences, but oh yeah, um, that's the they're whole su- point. They're of supposed having them. to be biased. Everything is supposed to be biased. I mean, yes, um, but who knows well, from person to person. For 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 my perspective, um, all this talk about oh the traditions, oh this has always worked, goes out the window when you have the uh, president pro tempore of the Senate who refuses to even hold hearings for a president to be able to nominate a Supreme court justice for damn near a year at the end of his term. Well, they were going to vote it down anyway, vote up or down. That's fine, but not to hold hearings. That's completely messing with the third branch of government. And fine. If you're going to play those games, make the court 13, because that's the only way we're going to water down the fact that that Trump pushed through Three candidates that was in four years, but Trump was able to push through three candidates because of the Democrats in 2013 when they uh, when they eliminated the filibuster for the voting and they had to have federal judges filibuster because why everybody everything was vetoed not vetoed uh, filibustered right. Yeah, so exactly. Because the, the, the filibuster was misused. You can't, you can't right, blame but now Trump they... for using 
a yeah, strategy you're, that you can't blame Trump for using uh, okay. something that the uh, Democrats right. put in. How, how many how many people did Obama sit in eight years in office? How many? I have to look up numbers. I don't remember numbers. And Trump managed to sit more than that in four years. And one of those persons managed to flip around and nominate and seat in six weeks when right. on the that, previous that's... guy, same guy in charge of the Senate said, oh, no, no. In the last, uh, la- yeah, last whatever, well, I want the, was... the, the, the voters to be able to speak. So it was a it was a dumb argument on the point of uh um what's his name um uh from Kentucky um yeah Mitch McConnell, McConnell. he's yeah it was it was a dumb argument uh you know on the point of McConnell using that to uh justify it uh, to the public uh in reality they didn't have the votes to nominate anybody they, that Obama was they, going to nominate. Except that and, Obama asked, okay, who should I nominate? And McConnell throws out the name, oh, how about Merrick Garland? Thinking that was going to be a no-brainer. Who did Obama nominate? Well, I'm glad oh Merrick God. Garland didn't get in. It was Garland. And he still didn't get a hearing. Not even a hearing. So, the, so what? Not not so what? That, yes, the, the, so what? So so the reason why we've got a commission is because you've got the, the majority so, of voters so the, of the United States who do not get a say in an entire third of the federal government because of freaking reindeer games played by the Republicans for purely partisan reasons that are... Don't forget, the voters also voted in the senators that would have had to approve him. So it's not just that the voters voted for Obama in 2012. They also voted in all them senators in 2012. This is is why I believe term limits should be allowed for senators and for House reps. Oh, yeah, I do think senators and House should have term limits. I don't. Uh, the thing is, is uh, regardless of what excuses for Garland were were used, he didn't have the votes. He wasn't going to make it through. That, that and was the whole, that was and just... the in 2013, the Democrats are the ones that removed the filibuster on uh, federal appointments. Had they kept that in place because they were so short sighted, been... had they kept that in place, then. Barrett would have never been able to get pushed through in six weeks. That's exactly. Uh, actually, it was McConnell who eliminated the filibuster Schumer on Supreme Court. It was nominees. Schumer. It was Schumer. It was no. Schumer and Schumer, Schumer actually eliminated. They Schumer did it for it all for federal, federal judges. judges. Hold, may I finish? Schumer took it off for federal judges because at that point, none of the no, nobody was getting a hearing in seven years that Obama was in office. But it was McConnell who removed the filibuster for Supreme Court nominees. He used their federal, their their removal of it as a justification that uh, a Supreme Court is a federal judge. Except that they're not. They're the they third are. branch of but government. That was, but that they're was federal the justification judges. that was used. The, that, that's the issue. The Supreme Court is a federal judge. 
they're the highest federal judge, but they're a federal judge. That's what they classified them as, and that's what they are technically classified. Um, so whether they're the, whether they're if, the lowest federal judge at the district level or the appellate level or the Supreme Court level, they're still a federal judge. So it was the Democrats that did that to themselves. It's unfortunate. Yes, and that's why. And yes, and that's where Mitch McConnell took advantage of the situation. Do I think it was right? Not at all. But it was used. It was right. used the way they needed it to be done. Unfortunately, Biden, correct, it was not able to get an appointee where he should have had the appointee because they allowed the wait for Trump to make his first appointee based on the election. In the fact that Senate did not have the votes on the Democratic side to even if Biden or if Obama had actually pushed through one, they would have never had the votes. It just happened to be that way in the end. When Trump was coming to the end of his term, yes, he was given the the ability to elect somebody else because the votes were in the Senate still before the new election had been finalized. They were able to push it through. That is all what happened. And we, I mean, timing is all it was. I I, I want to make it was all bad timing. I want to make a distinction that you do not vote for Supreme Court justices. No, but you vote for the Senate. May I finish? The Constitution says that the president nominates a Supreme Court justice and the Senate approves. That's Which is different. approved by a vote. By a it's vote. approved of... by a vote, but it's not like a it's not like a piece of legislation. No, it's it's no, a but process it's and usually a, a rubber stamp and has yeah. been throughout history. But that but that's how it happened. The Senate had the votes on the Republican side. They didn't need any Democratic vote to approve Amy Coney Barrett. That's that is what happened. Now, you see, the way it used to work is that, oh, we've got a Republican in office and we've got Democrats running the Senate. It was never that the Republican would not be able to have somebody nominated for the Supreme Court. It's just that they would probably have to bring somebody in who's a little more left-leaning but still conservative than they would have otherwise. Now it's the, well, if – your guy isn't in office, and your party isn't in charge of the Senate. We're just not going to have a federal government this week. And this is well, where but Petty that's what Obama in. did with his uh, no, no, judicial Obama didn't do anything. This was yes, he this did. Has been... He put in two judicial appointments, and they were both completely left leaning. Left before okay, the Republicans left, took over. Left leaning. Like, they were so they're so, that, they're that, so that, far that, left that they actually <laughs> thought that. Uh, um, people should be uh, getting shots in order to work because the federal government thinks that it's appropriate. Thinks you, that you because it's an emergency. Do you, know, do you realize that getting vaccinated has been a thing in, in the whole 20th century? But be, this isn't a vaccine. Va- a vaccine protects other people. This doesn't protect do other people. And nor has it ever been. I I know we're down a rabbit hole. I I, I was talking about the fact that the the federal government is being basically emasculated on partisan grounds. 
they're being petty on partisan grounds. No, emasculated. People this are physically true. interrupting the opera- regular operations of government to make a political point, and they've never stopped even after they've won. Correct. No, I, I'll agree with you there. I'll agree with you there. That is that does that simply does happen all the time, and you see it if you ever watch them speak during the afternoon. Which I I want to Chuck Schumer's face just I don't oh my god Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer need to go away. Um, Amen. Yeah. Th- this is why this is why I I say about term limits. No, I'm not saying like four year term limits. I'm saying two eight year term limits for like the house and like three turn three eight-year term limits for the senate something something like that uh, my i'm just throwing you, numbers out there my, yeah my i caution. don't like these people that are there for 40 50 years that the pelosi's the schumer the connell they they've they've bought in their way into their seats not just earning them by well, the people. Well, no, no. They didn't buy them, and that's where I'm going to get into where my real concern is. It's not that somebody holds a seat for 40 years. Because what you run into is as soon as you put in term limits, look at every every state government that says, oh, we're going to put in term limits for, like, governors. What you end up with is the only people that end up being elected governor are essentially – hand puppets for their respective parties, or more importantly, the, 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 the people that fund those parties. So the, the, the office of governor in Virginia is a fucking joke because the guy can't, is only in there for four years. He really can't do anything realistic. He's got, uh, he gets in, he's a rubber stamp on things, and pretty much you can, you can hear the hand up his ass with whatever the policy is, by who was funding the campaign to get him elected. Yeah, but aren't we getting that with the people that have been there for 40, 50 years and have somehow amassed millions of dollars by working for the government their entire life, their entire adulthood? Pelosi, uh, you know, McConnell, all of them, you know. All the insider trading. Yeah, they're they're all getting. Let's bring it in and agree that there is no way that somebody should be becoming a millionaire representing the interests of the people. I, oh, I want to say that unequivocally. Well, we've already had this conversation before. I, um, I agree FDR with you. said it best. Um, he said no member of government should be making money while yeah. serving the people. No. It should shouldn't. be like a vow of poverty. If, is what the, you know, if, if, if I was put in charge... It would be the, yes, you get your check from the government and expenses reimbursed, and if you take a, a, a slick nickel from anyone else or your spouse takes a slick nickel from anybody else, that's a crime. Technically, right. what was it? Bef- it was before Kennedy, senators and House representatives were technically part-time, and they actually had to have a full-time job outside yes. of yes. public service. Um, That's what it needs to we go, were, go back to. Um, I'd have to go back and read the Federalist Papers because um, I can't remember who said it. But um, one of the uh, writers of the Constitution um, said that the point of. 
Hold on. It's up here. My son, <laughs> my son's phone. It's all right. He's calling his phone trying to find it. Um, <laughs> said that the point of uh, the Congress having uh, to basically uh, get voted in every two years, four years, whatever. I don't know if that's what it was back then. I'd have to look what it originally was. It's been two was, years since the beginning. Was it? it okay. Yeah. Um, but the for, point for the was, House. is that was that they didn't stay in Washington or not Washington. They didn't stay in government. They had to go back and they had to deal with the consequences of their decisions and deal with the people that they affected with people that basically stay and get reelected every year, every year, there was a statistic I saw that once you get elected to a position in the federal government, you're like six times more likely to get reelected than somebody. Yeah. One problem. Now we agree that there's a problem. We're just trying, we're working together to find the right solution. (laughs) I just want to say that, that I I, I (laughs) listen to you guys. Uh, I don't think everything is rosy. One of the problems we have is that we have locked the number of representatives in at 1940s population levels. And we have not adjusted it ever since, despite the fact that the population has tripled. And that's true. Most of the shenanigans we see are because it is not some guy who's running in a district with 40,000 people in it where you can actually plausibly act, you know, go into your district and know all the people and know all the population centers and actually interact and get letters and have somebody come to you saying, Hey, I need, I, I need somebody to recommend my kid for the, the, uh, the Naval Academy or something that doesn't happen to this day and age because one representative in New York might have 1.5 million representatives, not and 40,000, like in the 19th century. And like, uh, you know, Andrea AOC, I can't, I, if I try saying her name, I always butcher it. Andrea Ocasio-Cortez. Thank you. Um, she is kind of an anomaly in that in New York, she beat an incumbent, a longtime incumbent in the primary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she just got polled as one of the most useless Congress people in the House, and it's mostly because the, the the difference between somebody who can be elected versus somebody who can actually do the people's bidding in the House is True not a thing. Venn diagram that overlaps by very much. <laughs> right? <laughs> you have to remember with the House, there's a reason they call it uh, what is it? The upper chamber and the lower chamber, or the upper. Yeah. The the reason yeah. they call it the lower chamber is because, and the reason that every time my wife comes to me and says, can you believe this passed the house? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. because they pass things. It, it, it's a, it's a majority. It's a simple majority to pass things. So it's whoever, whichever side is in charge, they're going to pass anything and everything. Doesn't mean it's going to become law. Uh, I'd say probably 90% of the stuff doesn't because each person in there 
um, has such a small role outside of, you know, oh, you have like the whip and you have the head of the, you know, whatever. But almost everybody there is just, oh, I come to work and I sit on my committee and uh, and what gets you reelected is the fact that, uh, yeah, I voted for that. And you can go back to your 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 voters and say, hey, I'm doing this stuff. Yeah, it didn't get passed, but I'm doing my job here. Right, right, exactly. So, um, that's the thing. Switch I mean, back to us because that's way inter- more entertaining than the slide we've got up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just go ahead and get that off. Uh, <laughs> so, I'm just a bill. And, oh shit! I'm back on. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Even that now doesn't work anymore. Have you looked at oh, that? Oh god. Uh, I watch that on YouTube because I, I homeschool. So I'm like, uh, you know what? I'm going to show my son because we were talking about government. And I'm like, I'll show him this. Uh, I remember this when I was little. And I'm like, okay, so that might have been the idea. <laughs> yeah, that was the planned idea. Just <laughs> That's not how it really works. Uh, Let's go by uh, K Street real quick. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but... I forgot where I was going now. Sorry. I oh just... shit. I had an ADHD moment. I, I, I was going somewhere and I forgot. But do you ever think of a career in folk singing? Cause man, this is like you're channeling like Arla Guthrie right now. <laughs> uh, what the hell was I saying? That, that it started oh. off as, yeah, that that's the ideal, but we are yeah. so far from the ideal that it can't be recognized. And right. people are and falling back on the, oh, it's tradition. Never mind that we have so subverted the tradition that we're screwing the bride on the day of. It's like, well, come yeah. on. And, and the thing is, is it, it goes back. I can only really speak in my lifetime because everything else I just kind of read about, obviously. But, you know, we're talking going back to the 90s. Bill Clinton, for everything bad that people uh, don't like him for, the one thing that worked for him was that he recognized when the red wave came into Congress in 96, I believe it was. Yeah. um, That he needed to move more to the center. Uh, I have to to, to, to kind of... Bill Clinton was – he was always a Republican in Democrats' clothing. He was from Arkansas. It is a red state. He has – he – I think Clinton we, was the red side. Hillary was the blue side. No, they're both the red side. It's just Hillary was the old money red side yeah. who was voting Democratic because it's just – you have to remember that the parties kind of exactly switched sides in the forties. <laughs> they didn't switch sides. I don't believe they, that. I don't the believe that theory. Sw- they switched locations. So I think the whole party switch has been already locations been as more money yeah, went no, down south. They, but but the yeah. Rodhams, Hillary Hillary Rod, they're they're that's a Republican family. And I understand that. It's an old money Republican family. So, you know, her marrying Bill, 
it was mostly because she was marrying a poor guy, not that he was a yeah, not a not a Republican. <laughs> and at that point in time, you had eight that, years that of got Reaganomics. I got a Hummer under the under the desk at the Oval Office. Yeah. Well, I, personally, my personal view on that is, so what? Um, I mean, can you imagine? I remember. It, I remember my dad being up in arms because uh, he was he was a ditto head and. Uh, you know, listen to Rush and everything Rush screamed. Um, but even me, I'm like, I, but the thing is, is so, uh, then, but then when we got into, um, Bush junior, um, that's where the, I think the tone, because the conservatives, I'm not the same type of conservative as, my father is. Um, and I think conservatives were, uh, during Bush, from what I saw of a lot of conservatives, they were squishy conservatives. Especially once, because Bush was a squishy conservative. I know, I know everybody makes him out to be Hitler, or made him out to be Hitler, but he was a squishy conservative. And... Uh, he was always trying to, uh, it was always the, I'm going to make a deal. I'm not going to say anything bad about other Republicans, or I'm not going to say anything bad about this person. Cause it might make me look bad. Now, a lot of the Democrats at that time, what I saw, what I remember seeing was that they were moving further and further to the, um, attack dog less of the you know kind of uh blue dog democrats you know i'm pro gun i'm pro this but i'm a democrat um it was more toward you know and we could kind of come together it was more us versus them because they were against bush which then drove especially in the 2008 elections when um Help me out. What was his name that went against Obama? Uh, Romney? McCain. No. McCain. McCain. McCain and Romney were both trying to play the old Bush-style Republican talking points and got shellacked because Obama and the other Democrats were coming out and attacking. They were Romney themselves. They said that uh, actually it was uh, uh, Biden that said he, uh, Romney was going to put uh, uh, black people back in chains. And remember that. Oh, yeah, that was during the uh, 2012 elections. Um, I'm sure Ryan can look it up and find it. Um, You know, and they, they even had the commercial of. uh uh Romney and his uh, vice president running mate uh, pushing granny off a cliff. Um, They had that they had, you know, so as they were doing that, uh, a lot of conservatives like myself are going, you know what? I'm not standing behind these squishy Republicans. I want a Republican that's going to punch back. And I want a Republican that's going to punch you harder and is going to knock you out. You punch me, you come after me, I'm going to go after you. 
that's how we got Trump. My memory of the same era, and speaking as, you know, like, it's less Democrat and more, I'm a socialist, but you're not allowed to be that in this country, so I guess that's the closest they can be. Um, you can now. Anyway, so what I'm remembering from that era is the reason why the Republicans kept losing is because the Democrats kept running basically Republican light. So, you know, you it was really hard to argue on substance with, say, Obama, because if Obama had been running in the 90s, he would have had an R next to his name for all the policies. I mean, look at Obamacare. It's essentially a Republican plan put together by the Heritage Foundation letter by letter as a what we should do instead of having an actual health care system in our country. So go back to Hillary care and the scare there. The Republicans put together a plan which was going to be, well, here's here's how the market should do it. And if you go line by line through what all of those things should have been, the, the what the Republicans put forward as the, well, this is the way the market should do it, is exactly what passed as the, uh, the Affordable Care Act 10 years later. So I don't I don't remember. I, I I'm a member of the Heritage Foundation and I don't remember that them saying was that like are we talking 90s, 80s, 90s, like 96 I, era. Oh, man, I'd have to go back and look to see because I don't know anything about them putting it doesn't even sound like something they would say. Uh, it's not what they said. It's actually what they put together as draft legislation. So throw away the the talking points and just go with the what they wanted as policy and what what we've been seeing is that with conservatives it's not that they stand for policy so much it's that they just want to be outraged about something and that's what's making that's what the defining feature of conservatism conservatism I, I I mean, seems to be I mean, the leftists and the socialist marxists like to be outraged. I mean, look at 2020 with all of BLM. I mean, they burnt down cities for for just to sh- show a force of for what? Which city? And they literally assaulted people for. There's a state, Minnesota. Well, look what happened Portland. in Washington. Portions of Portland. Portland. A block in Portland outside of outside of a federal court. It was, no, it was, it was that still was attacked was, on a nightly that basis. Was, there for was months. more than that. Um, but there were attacks going back and forth. Kenosha. Yeah, Kenosha, Kenosha was on fire. They, I love. There's a really funny the CNN news. clip where, yeah, and it's there's a big firebomb going off in the back of it. That was funny. Um, he's like, he's like, yeah, it's mostly peaceful here as a big flame comes out from I'm <laughs> going off. I mean, um, and they burnt down, they brought, they burnt down small businesses, which they're well, sitting there. And t- a lot of it wasn't even based. Well, it, and it goes back before that 2014, they did the same thing in, um, uh, Missouri and, uh, you know, with the uh, hands up, don't shoot. Yeah. Um, 
they had the riots out there. But um, the one that makes me really mad is uh, uh, Brianna Taylor because they were they were assaulting people in Washington D.C. They were assaulting people over that, and the whole thing was a lie. What, it was all fabricated. What happened wait, to Brianna wait, wait, Taylor? What about is Brianna very... Taylor was a was a lie. She was shot in her own apartment doing nothing. Yeah. Um, hang on. Well, she was standing so next to the guy that Breonna shot Taylor. him. Um, no, no, she was in bed. She was shot. No, she in wasn't. Her... No, she wasn't. She hang wasn't. On. That's the lie. Since we brought it up. So the whole story of Brianna Taylor, the cops came with a no-knock warrant looking for an ex-boyfriend of Brianna Taylor's that registered that address. They were coming to look. Her current boyfriend did not realize the cops came in and decided just to open fire instead of saying anything. It was, he shot first, they shot first, second. That's what happened. What happened sucks. It, It was a shitty mess. But Ryan, details matter too. Yes, they yes, and the had a no-knock warrant. means we're not talking about the Second Amendment, and thus we're on the police's side. I that I'm doesn't matter. I'm not talking about the Second Amendment here. Uh, what I'm talking about is that the uh, one of the lies is that she was sleeping in bed when she was shot. She wasn't. She was in the hallway, standing next to her boyfriend, who shot first at the police officers. They had a warrant that they didn't have to knock and announce themselves. They did knock and announce themselves. That's what woke them up and uh, how they ended up in the, uh, in the hallway when he shot, when they entered, they shot back. Uh, I, he... I don't understand how the fact that she was in a hallway versus in a bed versus she's in that, her house. It's... Hold on. She's in her house. A bunch of very loud people are coming in with guns for a reason that you can't understand, and it, she didn't have the gun. So how is she the person? She who was, was standing shot? next to the person she, with the gun. She was standing. It was unfortunately Brianna Taylor was collateral damage, and I don't want to sound. That, that's why. That's why the only person situation. It is yeah, a very the only person situation. that got indicted for that was one officer who had stray bullets, and it wasn't even for Brianna Taylor. It was because it went through the wall and came close to hitting somebody in another apartment. Yeah. So they so, were. They were so all... people were outraged about that. I would be outraged if people were shooting people in their own homes for basically after being shot first, the cops shot second. Yeah. The cops shot second. The cops shot second. The first bullets actually came from, I would be shooting at them too. If somebody was shooting at me, it was, I've done entries. And if somebody shoots at me, I'm shooting back. Yeah. yeah, yeah, But we also have the castle doctrine. Where if somebody's breaking into your house, come on, this is you're conservative, Second Amendment nuts. This is okay. Somebody's coming in. I've got a gun. I'm going to answer to somebody breaking into my house. I understand. No, I'm not disputing what you're saying. They did announce, even though they didn't have to. They they if they had came out in the, in the my whole ex- if scenario, if they came out unarmed. No one would have been shot. 
they right. only the only time bullets even were fired by the officers was due to bullets being fired at them because one officer did get shot first i, I i'm not saying that that that, that 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 anybody's reaction in this whole thing was appropriate okay but the whole what point I'm saying of this is, that is why is, the hell were cops showing up guns loaded due, on a tip it, it no, wasn't a it tip was they had a warrant too they had a no, no, warrant no, never mind a warrant never mind a tip what required a swat team because it was a the, warrant the per because of her ex-boyfriend's name he was an ex-convict and he was already labeled in yeah, such a every, way they needed a swap every team. time i've every time i've done a uh forced entry on a warrant you enter with firearms no, no i agree that there are situations that require it, an armed team unannounced but and in in it, my thought, it, was, it probably would have been safer if they hadn't announced and woken them up first. Or they might have been able to or, surprise or, or, or them. Here, and, here's, here's, a, here's a weird thought. At least make sure that that person is in the building and has been reported as being in that building in the last 24 hours. But that's not how not it works. I know it's not how it works, but... Uh, they They were going off information that they had. That Which was basically it. It means was... that every person in America should be quaking in our boots because all we need is one shitty report to be looking at the oh, down no, the no, of that was after because that was somebody after... thought that my ex-girlfriend lived here. No, it wasn't one report. It wasn't one tip. Uh, you look at the you look at the uh, the police records and what was uh, said in uh, pretrial. It they had uh, months of uh, uh, documentation. That she was receiving packages there, that that ex-boyfriend was uh, staying there, that uh, it, he wasn't there that night, but he was staying there. At, so, at a time. So by the time the no-knock warrant was finally issued, the right. ex-boyfriend actually had vacated. It that, that piece of information was never known until after the fact, and that is the unfortunate situation. But... You have people getting assaulted from gangs of people of rioters over this. You have people that are uh, trying to have dinner and uh, hordes of people are running up to them, yelling, say her name and pushing them down and assaulting them while they're trying to have dinner. There's videos of that. Well, I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to. Excuse poor behavior. But we, you know, just like we can kind of acknowledge that mistakes were made on the entering and mistakes were made on the, I'm going to take a shot at cops. I, you have to understand that as a, if you believe that you are in danger in your own home, because all it takes is one misfiled report and you're looking down an armed squad showing up heaven knows when in the dead of the night. And you don't know if you are going to be the next, whatever it is. That's freaking scary. That's terrifying. That is something that people, if they really felt genuinely threatened and there's nothing for, for us to, to be able to tell these people that they aren't genuinely threatened. What, what's your answer? That we just shut up and take it? 
Well, my issue is with the reporting of it. That the had they put was... out the actual facts, rather than putting out misinformation on it, they did the same thing in Kenosha with the uh, um, Jacob Blake. They put out misinformation on that. That caused the riots in Kenosha. That, I mean... Which ended up with Rittenhouse. Which, I mean, Rittenhouse, whether you believe he should have been there or not, is regardless if they if the media had put out the correct facts or even held off until the facts came out before putting that out. You know, that's, that's my thing is uh, people are so quick to jump on, oh, this is my side. It doesn't, it's not a conservative side. It's I hear you on that. The actually. Democrats do that just as much. People, That's a, people do people, that. People do it. I will, and I will a, agree and with I, people. It, and it is, it's, a, it's an us versus them mentality. I have this mentality because I was in college and I had to pretend I wasn't conservative and to make it through college without getting failed out of classes. And um, as a as a member of law enforcement, you have a very different knowledge, understanding, emotional frame for all of these situations. You you were looking at it as I am a police officer trying to protect the public, and these are the steps that I would take. And, and I'm trying to look at it as I'm just kind of sitting in my bed and a door gets knocked over and I'm worried about, am I going to get shot in my bed? Which is a di two different things, different sets of facts. It's terrifying that, that they would even come into conflict with one another. But we live in a really messy world, I think is what we can conclude. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and the hard part is, and this goes back to, you know, people in our, because you have to remember our government is a reflection of us as yeah. a whole. The reason they're fighting and name calling and doing all of this is because we're doing it. And yeah. they know that if they don't do it, I will not vote for a squishy Republican. So if my, I, I live in a Democrat area, so I won't get a Republican in office anyway, but if there was one that I could vote for and they were squishy, I would vote for their, you know, somebody else that's going up against them in the primary. That sounds tougher. Sorry, I live in, I live in Virginia. I'm going to get a Republican regardless of what the letter is next to their freaking title. I live in Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get a Democrat. Yeah. Yeah. Where I live, I, I, I live, I live in, uh, um, in, you know, basically union town. I mean, I, I live in everybody's in the union, so there's, we don't have Republicans around us, but, or at least that I can vote for. Now, if I moved, you know, 10 miles away, I do, but, and then I lived in Oregon. <laughs> there's no Republicans in Oregon. So, um, but, uh, the, the thing is, is so you have the Democrats in office that are moving more vocally left towards like AOC type of stuff. Even Joe Biden, Joe Biden. 
everyone when he was running people were saying oh he's a moderate he's a centralist he's joe biden is basically a wave he's a surfer that rides whatever wave he thinks he, he's a jeff dunham puppet he that i i swear to god it's walter in life size form <laughs> I, but he rides I, I, whatever I, I, way can, can just, he thinks can, can i just interrupt to agree with that guy <laughs> <laughs> he does look like walter though i will say well no and he he is what it's not even like you can't even call it like a centralist it's he's a surfer and yeah. a lot of the politicians are surfers they have yeah. the spine and the you know the fortitude of an invertebrate right and that the the reason why they have to be that is because now this gets back to, I'm circling back to where I started with the districts are too damn big. The only way that somebody could get elected in a district with millions of people in it is if they are everything to everybody, which means that they're nothing to anybody. Right. Yeah. It's it's only if we 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 increase the number of representatives and shrink the sizes of the districts that we're going to get anything resembling a sane representative government where you can feel like you're listened to and I can feel like I'm listened to and we can believe that the guy we're electing is either going to do what we want or we're going to boot his ass out. I'm now, with you, man. Yeah. We 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 don't if agree we what to... the policies are. But we agree that well, there needs to be a better system. Well, think of it this way. We just got um, redistricted in Michigan. Um, and my previous district, uh, my community, my, okay, when I talk about the re Republicans or something, my township, my community, like what's really close to me is conservative. We're out in the country. We're farmers. Okay. But because... Our district is with the bigger city that's south of us. Oh. We don't have any say in anything. Now, they redistricted us. And I thought when I saw the map from afar, I'm like, ooh, they changed it so we're no longer with Saginaw and that we're, we're going to be with uh, Alpena and up north where I can actually vote and get a Republican in. Uh, it would be the same Republican that's up there anyway that always gets in, but, you know, at least I'd have a Sure. Seat. You're on the um, winning team, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm on the winning team for once. And then I zoom in, and it's like, <laughs> no, right where my township is, they make this little, boop, little, li this little tiny sliver of a cutout. And I'm going, why? They couldn't just take it straight across. No, it's like straight, straight across, but they had to make this little sliver of a cutout for my township. Nice. Oh, dude, I feel you, man. Oh, that just. I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh, oh I'm so mad. But. I'm sure. And, and you're but, mad because but you it feel comes... like you're not heard. Well, yeah. And, and the thing is, is, and I agree what you're saying. You know, we have. Everybody, okay, it's an election year, so everybody, left, right, and center, is talking about gerrymandering. The left is gerrymandering. The right in Florida, they're gerrymandering. Michigan's gerrymandering. That's a big, oh, there's a court case right now about the the districts. So there's a court case everywhere. Pennsylvania's going through that hole right now. Yeah, with them everybody. Doing it. Um, so, and 
it doesn't matter. It's whoever's in charge at the time is going to gerrymander it for their party. I mean, that's yeah. But I agree with you. Make the district smaller. The point going back to the founding fathers was that the federal government would have the least amount of power. You know, we the should do it back would to have the founding more. fathers did it, but with the presidency. Because technically the president choose the vice president. The vice president was the loser. And the other wrinkle so, was that the Senate was not directly elected. They, they were, were elected uh, by the state government. Yep. I, yeah, I want to say that was the 40s that we changed that. Yep. Yeah. And the government it, hasn't made sense since. And I think we should have never changed that. Because the point was is that the lower... Uh, the House represented the people. The Senate represented the state. The state. Instead, we have the Senate representing the people, but on a state level. So, again, you take Michigan. Well, Michigan, uh, during the 2020 election, we had a Democrat governor. We still have a Democrat governor, but... We have a Republican Senate and uh, legislator in Michigan. So thankfully, very little gets done in Michigan. I, I'm a fan when nothing gets done. Um, so I'm a fan of gridlock. That's why I love filibusters on both sides. I love when nothing gets done. I think, again, the least <laughs> amount to a, get done. Leave I'm more of a loud Sioux guy where it's, it's kind of weird because, you know, in my ideal, government would be so competent. And it would do what it needs to do in such a way that you kind of forget that it's there. But you want the yeah, same that thing, would be but awesome with a different mechanism. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> that wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> yeah. um, but originally, the point of the federal government was they handle certain big things: national defense, money, um, and interstate commerce. Don't want to deal with, or if they try to deal with it, they're probably going to start shooting at each other. Which right, happened. <laughs> and then the states are supposed to have more. I think that's uh, the point of um, Article Ten. Yeah, yeah, the Tenth Amendment. Yeah, Article, Article 10. Ten. Yeah, um, is that the states have more power than the federal government, and in an ideal world. The counties, townships, whatever, cities have more power than the states. They can enact more laws. You know, that's how you and, get. And this was all well and good before the invention of the automobile. The unfortunate fact of the invention of the automobile means that most people can move in a day further than anybody in the 19th or, or, or 18th century moved in their lifetime. That's true. That's true. Where we live, uh, it's not uncommon to drive an hour and a half to your job every day. So that's like 70, 80 miles. Yeah, I mean, most people in the 19th century died 100 miles from where they were born and lived in that entire zone. Actually, <laughs> that's, that's as far still as true. They ever went. <laughs> that's still true. Um. It's a it's a lower uh, or it's a higher majority of people that move away, but it's still uh, what was it? I saw I, this was probably five or six years ago. I saw a statistic that like nine it was over ninety percent ninety something uh, 
never moved further than a hundred miles from where they were born. Um, God which damn it, that me. is true. Fuck, I don't live that far from where I was born. Well, I I moved all the way I, across country the and edge. then moved back. I I was born in in Philly and now I'm in D.C. So that's what ninety miles. I moved well, from I moved I from Basin, born in Michigan, Maryland, and now I live in P- yeah. I'm I'm about right there. Yeah, I moved from Bay City, Michigan to Astoria, Oregon, about as far away as you could get because it was right on the, uh, and then bounced right back. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so what we need to do is take a mob hit on Henry Ford. So if anybody ends up at the time machine, screw Hitler. If you kill Henry Ford, then the gov- then the world will make sense. Yeah, but Hitler wouldn't know. have I mean, any tanks you got then. The Dodge Brothers. Exactly. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Oh, but we wouldn't have Kingsford uh, charcoal. Damn it! But we would have wood fire. We would. We could still. We could still make our own coal. It just wouldn't be charcoal. Yeah, but you only need charcoal because you need to pack it into your car. Yeah, that's true. For a Sunday drive, if you just true. grilling, you don't need charcoal. I, I use true. wood. I use an open fire wood. Oh. Okay, so we need to get on that uh, that that time machine. So now that we're uh, hey, an hour and 50 time minutes. Machine, has anybody watched The Adam Project yet? No. No, I've been wanting to see that, but I want to watch it with my son. Oh, my God. It is a fantastic movie. Oh, you got to watch it. Because Time machines are in this. Because I have a uh, a man crush on Ryan Reynolds. Everybody has a man crush on Ryan Reynolds. I know. My Even wife thinks Sean it's does. weird. My wife thinks it's weird, and I'm like, you, I guarantee. Yeah, if you poll a thousand guys over 900 of us would say we'd go gay for ryan reynolds i wouldn't go I, 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 I would say all of ryan reynolds say. but i'd go gay for not... ryan reynolds yeah, well, there's, there's... I, I might have a problem with uh some of the uh sexual acts but i don't know if you get if i get high enough i don't think i don't think it would matter but it's just ryan reynolds yeah yeah, yeah. i it would be like ryan just talk to me like I'd be the woman, I'd be like, "You're, you're funny." <laughs> I just just talk to me. If anything that comes what, out of your mouth, I'm gonna. What be... was your first experience with Ryan Reynolds? Mine was two men in a pizza place. Two guys, a girl in a pizza place. In a pizza place, yeah. Yep. Oh, wow, I'm drawing a blank. I have the DVDs. <laughs> I have the because I have the entire series. I, I see what he was in. I or it. I bought the DVDs and. Um, because they're not being uh, printed, uh, it was so hard to find. I had to get them on eBay um, when they were being printed. Oh, but it's so good. It's I think so my good. first movie with Ryan Reynolds was Van Wilder. I think that's most people's uh, introduction to him if they didn't watch Two Guys and a Girl. Because yeah. that's what it turned into in the third season. They dropped the pizza place. Yeah. Um. But no, I need to see that. Okay, we're an hour and a half in. We didn't get to any of our other stories, but we need to wrap things up. So I need to, we need to play a game. Play a game. We need to play a game. Okay, first off. How about chess? No. Thermo global global thermonuclear war? Okay. Uh, So for next week. (laughs) Tic-tac-toe. Next week, uh, we're going to hold off. We're going to (laughs) hold off for next week on uh, Tulsi Gabbard, um, my girlfriend. Oh, Um, God. Oh my God! She's I, I a told, Democrat's wet dream. Uh, she's my uh, wet dream. 
Yeah, but <laughs> you're thinking of. I I, I told okay, my I wife. Told uh, my wife, uh, you know, always says, "Who's in your top three? I'm like, "Yeah, I'm dropping one of my top three, and I put Tulsi in there." Um, I would. Oh, uh, I'm just surfer. imagining some of those darker videos on the web, but uh, yeah, just lots of leather and chains. And... <laughs> I would. Oh my god, I would. I would. I'm so oh, well, fire hose. Oh I'm. Don't talk about my girlfriend like that. That's my. That's my girlfriend. Chains and ball gags. Raw uh, meat. So, so we're gonna hold off on uh, Tulsi Gabbard and uh, the View. Um, uh, trying to bring back the Red Scare. Uh, Jesse Smollett. Just Jesse Smollett. Uh, and uh, first, I want to bring back some of the '90s for you guys. Oh God! <laughs> Out of the '90s montage of sounds you're about to hear, which one hits you the hardest? Nick, 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 Nickelodeon. Previously on X Men. It's time to kick ass and chew bubble gum. Chew gum! And I'm all out of gum. That's a... That was a uh, Roddy 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 Piper slogan. Yeah. You're an idiot. I love Fred and Stimpy. Oh, Windows 95. (laughs) (laughs) That was at the end of every show, Nick. Every Sunday night. Yeah, baby. Yeah. That was Mike Myers when at his at his prime. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. You slammed her. You dumped her donut. You gave her dog a sausage. You stuffed her (laughs) like a Thanksgiving turkey. (laughs) (laughs) That that was just great timing. Okay, that that's it. The Nokia. The Nokia. The Nokia. <laughs> the fucking Nokia. If you've never if you've never been on call, oh, especially in the nineties. Oh my god. Yeah. And I think yeah, that, that was the that only was it, ringtone it. it had. I don't think it had any others. No, you did not get any you did not get ring yeah. The Nokia ringtone was as stout as the damn thing. All I needed yeah. to do was just you know, electrical tape it to a, a handle and I would have Moliner, the indestructible <laughs> hammer. <laughs> oh my god, you could not. Cartoon cartoons! No. Do a barrel roll! I remember this. Oh, do a barrel roll. Do a barrel roll! All the original Sony PlayStation. Sony Computer Entertainment. Yeah. Long Days of Final Fantasy VII. Four discs big. I love this game. I played this stoned one time and I lost my damn mind. <laughs> I can the imagine. City of Townsville is under attack. Life, uh, oh yes. Away. Every every woman. <laughs> Please there. tell me Rick Astley is somewhere on this clip. 
<laughs> that would be awesome. There's me right there. <laughs> Stay up in the middle of the night. Crossfire. Crossfire. You get caught up in the crossfire. Uh, the elaborate 80s games. Oh, okay. Hey, okay, so Turtles. that is my lead up. Okay, go ahead and talk while I bring this up. Speaking of Ninja Turtles, I saw that Konami is bringing out a a one of those television games with all of the Ninja Turtle games on it. What? Every single one. Oh. All the arcade ones, all the NES ones, all the Super NES ones, all on one system. I'm like, I, I got to buy that. Uh, the, 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 the Turtles game for NES still has not been replicated. That was like... You, that... No. And then you have the arcade ones where you can have all the players, all oh of them. Oh, my God, yeah. They're adding... And then they just updated a new one for it where they added April and Splinter with the same concept. So Splinter, I can understand, but what's April going to do? Take pictures and just be hot. (laughs) Hot redhead. So which April did you like best? April in number one, two, or three? One. You're talking about the movies, aren't you? Yeah. The original. The original April (sighs) O'Neil. None of them left an impression. I think number one was the uh, better, like more true April, but number two was the hotter April. Well, yeah, that was the one when like Raffles was sitting in the bathtub, like for like. No, that was number one. Was that number one? That was number one because he got beat up at April's apartment. Secret of the News is number two. Okay, so this one, I'm not going to explain what it is, but. There are nine items in your list. Nine items to choose from. We have Frasier. Star Trek, Biden, Scooby-Doo, Joe Rogan, Bar Rescue, Batman, Dinners, Drive-Ins and Dives, and Trump. Diners, Diners, Drive-Ins diners. and Dives. I go to bed okay. with Diners. So I love that show. We can vote, or you guys can choose. I won't vote. I'll let you guys pick. You can pick one, and then we'll do one at random. And I'll use random.org to pick the random I'll do one. Diners, sure. Diners, Diners. You want to do diners, diners and drive-ins for five hundred dollars? Okay, do the diners, drive-ins, and dives. That's that's fine. I've I watched certainly enough of that. I think I've probably watched as many as that as I have watched Frasier. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's just something Be about ready. that man. Be it's ready. just deranged. But you, you, it's like a car watch accident. One thousand hours of diners, drive-ins, and dives, and then asked it to write a diners, drive-ins, and dives episode of its own. Here is oh, the no. first page. Diners, drive-ins, and dives. Interior parking lot. Guy Fieri sits in a convertible. He looks like America. Guy Fieri. I'm Guy Fieri, and there's nothing you can do about it. Today, I'm eating it all. Guy takes a bite out of his hair. Interior, diner's (laughs) kitchen. Guy and a chef stand in a kitchen. Guy has three pairs of sunglasses on. The sun can't get him. Guy Fieri. Prove to me you can panini. The chef starts boiling a pot of milk. He's scared. Chef, Flavortown is near. Guy points at an onion with his slippery finger. Guy Fieri. That's one ugly clam. Interior, diner's eating room. A customer sits and eats a cup of mustard. Guy sits down without asking. Guy Fieri. I will live as food. I am food. Customer, be a pie. Guy acts like a pie. The customers aren't concerned. Guy Fieri. I am pie f- I am Pie Fieri. It is my birthday. The chef comes out of the kitchen with a cake for Guy. Guy Fieri continued. The clams just keep getting uglier. Flavortown is near. 
I hate those. I hate those <laughs> so, with passion. What? Because I write AI Why? software. Why did you do that? So, so what this is is this is AI software that they fed scripts and speeches and uh, stuff into to make its own based on, um, yeah, AI. Yeah. What? <laughs> so how did you do Batman? You want to do Batman? No. Oh come on. We'll it's do Batman. Batman. Robot to watch over 1,000 hours of Batman movies and then asked it to write a Batman movie of its own. Here is the first page. Oh, Interior, traditional Batcave. Batman. Batman stands next to his Batmobile and uses his Batcomputer. He's sometimes Bruce Wayne, sometimes Batman, all times, all times orphan. Batman, this is now a safe city. I have punched a penguin into prison. Alfred, Batman's loyal bat... Yep, Battler carries a tray of goth ham... <laughs> Alfred, eat a dinner, Mattress Mattress Wayne. An explosion explodes. The Joker and Two-Face enter the cave. Joker is a clown, but insane. Two-Face is a man, but attorney. Batman, no, it is Two-Face and One-Face. They hate me for being a bat. Batman throws Alfred at Two-Face. Two-Face flips Alfred with oh the coin. Alfred lands heads up, which means Two-Face goes home. Batman continued. It is just you and I, the Joker... Bat versus clown. More moral enemies. The Joker. I am such a freak. Society is bad. You drink water. I drink anarchy. Batman. I drink bats just like a bat would. Batman looks around for his parents, but they are... That's messed up. Batman looks around for his parents, but they are still dead. This makes him have anger. He fires a bat rocket. The Joker deflects it with his sixth sense of humor. A clowny power. A clown, a clownly power. The Joker. I have never followed a rule. That is my rule. Do you follow? I don't. Batman. Alfred, give birth to... <laughs> give birth to Robin. Alfred begins the process since it is his job. The Joker now has a present in his hand. He juggles it over to Batman. The Joker. Happy Bat Day, Birthman. Batman opens the present since he's a good guy. It contains a coupon for new parents, but is expired. This is a Joker joke. Every day we stray further from God's light. God's light? What? God just turned off the light. What are you talking about? Oh my God. I just... Someone get the darkness on the way out. Jesus. Oh my God. <laughs> Here, Batman, here's here's a coupon for new parents. <laughs> oh, so terrible. Alfred, go birth Robin. How is how is Alfred gonna birth Robin? How did they flip Alfred? <laughs> he throws That's a coin. <laughs> he flips Alfred and he lands heads up. It would have hurt if he landed heads down. <laughs> Boink. Oh man. <laughs> well, how did they determine if it was tails? I mean, does his ass fly in the air or something? Yeah, no, he literally lands on his head. Feet up. That's why I said boink. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, let, let, let's let's get the show ended. Oh my god, I don't think I can take anymore. So oh, again, we're doing the other we're doing some more next week. Oh god. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining us. This has been episode 30 of Fire Talk Radio. Again, website is Fire Talk 
radio.com. Our email address is uh, firetalknetwork at gmail.com. If you want to leave us a voicemail, it's 814-380-9820. You have questions or want to just figure out what we're talking about half the time, please just leave us a voicemail. <laughs> it will enter the show somehow in some way. And again, we're live on YouTube every We might night. use predictive text. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right, Sean, you want to land us? All righty, folks. Uh, please uh, put your uh, tray tables up and your seat backs in the upright position. Or is it your seat backs up and your tray tables in the... Anyway, uh, the stewardess will be around to uh, collect the uh, last few items. And uh, please just ignore the horse sounds coming from the uh, cargo bay as we're coming in. Um, anyway, thank you. I know you have a lot of choices when it comes to your... Uh, tr- comes to traveling, and we're glad you uh, you chose uh, Fire Talk Theater. And uh, anyway, have a, uh, we'll be settling down and have a great rest of your flight. We-